What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of B&D Sports Podcast. Otherwise known as Band, Band Sports. Sports. <laughs> Let's go. That's weird. It's but what yeah. you want. Yeah. It's uh, obviously, Derek's here with me. And today we're going to be uh, talking about the NFC North. And you know how we do our divisions and stuff. We're just going to be going over and talking about each team and what they did over the offseason, kind of just kind of talk about the teams so i feel like the packers are the team with you know the most to talk about They're, so let's talk about them to start with they've got the most um they probably had the most attention throughout this whole off season, especially since draft night you know and uh most of that has to do with the bad man that he is aaron Rodgers. um and that was like a roller coaster ride for that for the poor packers fans you know some of them are we're going through therapy, <laughs> you know all that stuff. Drinking levels went up and everything. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of Packers fans that if you see them out there, give them a hug, tell them it'll be okay. Aaron Rodgers is back for one more year. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think they did when they didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was gonna come back, and then they heard the Devontae Adams news? Well, they were probably like, okay, I'm done with football. They probably, they, you know, they were probably feeling like the Jets fans felt uh-huh. last year, most of the year. They um, were probably crying in a corner, like no, you said. No, it, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird deal because Aaron Rodgers never came out and said anything one way or the other himself. His, his, uh, who's his surrounding people, whoever he talks to, were the ones that, that released information about him not wanting to be there, but. Like, he never came out and said, I don't want to be a part of this team or I want to be traded or anything like that. He just, yeah, he had people on his team leak that information or whatever and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was a it was a weird, it was a weird thing. And then, obviously, you know, he played golf with Tom Brady and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and people, were, I mean, jumping on that, asking questions about that stuff. He just played it off like, oh, we'll see, we'll see. You know, in, yeah. in a way only Aaron Rodgers does. Yeah. Uh when when it got really interesting though was when this Devontae Adams stuff started coming out and then it was like, Oh crap, they might actually they might actually not have Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. Yeah. So what do you think? You think Rodgers like I mean, obviously he's playing this year. Uh do you think this is his last year in the NFL, his last year as a in Green Bay? Or No, I I think you think they're gonna resolve their issues? Well, I I don't say they're gonna like. I feel like, you know. So if you look at uh, the last dance, which is something Rogers and Devonte Adams posted over social media, was uh, a picture of Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen together for the last dance. And if you look at, obviously they haven't won anything together, but but if you go back and watch that, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of strife going on internally with that team because. They were fixing to fire um, the head coach and everything, and, and Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were, were not happy with the general manager and all that stuff. So um, I feel like there's like there's that potential because that's what he was referring to, that, okay, we'll just deal with this even though we don't, we're not happy with our management, we're not happy with our general manager, we're just going to deal with this and stay on the team. Or, you know, he's talking last season I, I i don't know but i'm i'm leaning a little bit towards this is his last season 
Like but, in the NFL or in no, the just with, just with the Packers. I don't I don't think he's going to retire. Um, he's too good to retire. Yeah, right he's. I I think he enjoys the. He's he's too competitive to and he and he can still play at a high level. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's you know reigning MVP, but I just don't see going through all this off season. There'd have to be. I I would say the Packers would have to make some major moves throughout the season and as soon as the season is over in order for him to stay put in Green Bay. that That's sort of how I see it. If they don't do anything different, and they're just going to keep going through the same things that they do, you know, they have a tough time getting these high-end free agents. They, they get them every now and then, but they don't get them very often. And if they can't if they can't get people to come play with Aaron Rodgers or they don't do a better job of doing that, then, yeah, I, I don't see him being there. Yeah. But... I mean, you you look back at the when they drafted Jordan Love, like that is one of the, in my opinion, worst decisions ever. And he's not even he. It, it's not he it's like it's, it's not even a knock towards towards Jordan Love like that. I like not even a little bit of knock towards Jordan Love. My my thinking is so you just got off an NFC Championship game where you got blown out, like I mean completely blown out. You have one star corner in Jair Alexander, and everybody else after that is below average. They're not gonna. They're not gonna contend with. With you look at you look around the league, and the NFC is stacked with good top end receivers. That Jair Alexander, most of them have more than one too. That's that's the other thing. Like like for instance, the Bucks. You have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like what are you gonna do against that? Jair Alexander cannot cover Eat both of them. Yeah. You know, and then your pass rush besides um, Zadarius Smith. Zadarius Smith has been more consistent, and everybody else has been pretty inconsistent. Um, but if you look at that, when they drafted Jordan Love, their first two picks was a quarterback and a running back. Something their, that they their already best had. two positions that year was their quarterback and their running and back. their running back. And I'm like. What what are you doing? Get at least get a draft a receiver. You know that was your Justin Jefferson was was dra- was drafted. They could have drafted him. They could have drafted. Uh, there was someone yeah, else like, drafted in the second round. There's the receivers a- last year were stacked in the draft. They could have gotten yeah. like Chase Claypool was a uh, well was he a second rounder? Yeah, he wasn't a first rounder. No, he was like a. There were but there was a lot of receivers taken late that that were studs that would have mm-hmm. been. Just as good, if not better, than anybody besides Devontae Adams on that team. I I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I look at that and I'm thinking, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm absolutely pissed about that whole thing because it's like what 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 like what do you want him to do? Do you want him to have to score forty to fifty points to even have a chance? And then on the defensive side, like you could help, you could you could use some help in the linebacker spot, middle linebacker. Um, but they got blown out. Like if you look at that NFC Championship game against the the Four Niners, it was they were down. They they lost the game by halftime, and mm-hmm. the Four Niners didn't Raheem Morset Mostert Mostert whatever. He had like four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns in that game, right? Yeah, it's not, he had an insane game. That so day. he he had his way with that defense, and you turn around, draft a quarterback, and then I I don't know. It almost seems like. Aaron Rodgers and, like, the organization are, like, almost seems like they have something kind of against them, which they have nothing, like, uh, I don't remember what the player's name was, but 
Aaron Rodgers came out and said like something about this one player mm-hmm. that he like likes and so on so on and like they cut him the next day. Oh yeah yeah, I, 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 I can't think of who the player is, but yeah, and he, stuff like. You first you don't draft a receiver, then you cut someone that he deliberately says like mm-hmm. you know he thinks that can help and like he likes the guy and what he can do and stuff. So that that's one thing. So they turn around. And I I don't think it's a very smart move. Um. But they turn around and they, they trade for Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. I don't like the move because I think there's better people out there than Randall Cobb. He's he's gonna cost a little bit more too. Um so I don't I don't like that, but it's still like okay, now they're just like whatever you want, Rogers, as long as you stay here, like just yeah. you know, Rogers says jump and they're gonna say how high. Now I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go either, but I don't know. To keep a Hall of Fame quarterback, you're you're willing to do some things, you know. Yeah. Who'd they get first round last year? Last draft? Like, just, just last, last draft? draft? Yeah. Um, don't Not be that. asking questions that I don't know, buddy. Yeah. I I, I don't Hold know. On. I'm going to look it up right now. But, no, it's just, uh, um, with that whole thing, it's such a, and I have to wonder, you know, like, are, are people going to be afraid of, making Aaron Rodgers mad? Are they going to be, you know, tiptoeing around him? Like, is knowing that this is potentially his last year, is that what's going to happen? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's a potentially, it can be a good thing that he's here, but then again, it's like, yeah, maybe not so much. Um, But yeah, it's just one of those, one of those deals where you got a Eric Stokes cornerback from Georgia. That's who they got. Which, you know, that was... If you look at that NFC Championship game just this last year against the Buccaneers, Kevin, was, Kevin, Kevin King, King doesn't allow that, that touchdown at halftime, and maybe, maybe they maybe, win that game. Yeah, because they went into halftime with momentum. They never let up. Now, I don't think they had the pass rush to do uh, what the Bucks did to the Chiefs. I don't, I don't think they would have won that either way because I, I just don't think they... I think the Bucks have such a good pass rush that, I mean, yeah, you look back at that Super Bowl and they just flat out dominated that O-line. And I, I don't know that the Packers would have had that. Yeah. Oh, but, no, it's just a complicated situation between it is. Rodgers and the organization. That, But, you know, if, if you're a Packers fan, and so you are, whether it was dumb or not, you know, you got Jordan Love. You're stuck with him now. Um... And so it's it's one of those things where now okay you buy an extra year to year of being behind Aaron Rodgers that like that's only going to help him that's not going to make him a worse quarterback that's only going to help him mm-hmm. um, gets him another year to just get more comfortable with how you do things in the NFL and that kind of stuff and uh, you know to me if if uh, Devontae Adams decides to sign a long term contract that means that he probably thinks that you know Jordan loves obviously Jordan loves not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's that's not going to happen. You're not going to have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's ever done it the way that the Packers have. 30, 30 years now in a row that they've had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Back-to-back now. With, with, with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, it's 30 years now that you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Two yeah, Super see. Bowls to show for it. That's Only it. two. That's, a, that's not a good thing. Which, especially because, okay, Patriots have had some good teams out there, right? But 
as far as offense, like their defenses have been really good. Yeah. But as far as offenses go, Tom Brady was playing with some scrubs. Yeah. That sucked when they left the Patriots. Yeah. I mean that. Whereas that's the just... Packers all around teams seem like they were better throughout the years. Yeah. And look how many Super Bowls Tom Brady has to show for it. Now, now that's just it. It's it's one of those things where it's maybe the environment, everything was just better set up. But I, I think, I think with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, they they had a good thing going. Tom Brady and his offensive coordinators throughout the years had a good thing going, and Bill Belichick was able to turn that over to them and say, "I'm going to focus on my defense." And he got some great defensive players. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Teddy Bruce Bruschi or whatever, however you say his name. Terry. I don't know. Oh, man. But he was fun to watch. And yeah. then you had, ah, uh, uh, shoot, they had a cornerback, too, that I can't think of his name. Um, but point is, they, uh, he seemed like he always had these, these guys ready to play, mm-hmm. like big-time players. They weren't, they weren't like superstars like you have now, not all of them. But it seemed like uh, Bill Belichick just did, like he was able to push the offense over to Brady and his offensive coaches and say, "I'm gonna don't worry about the defense. I got that." And it worked, like it worked so good that this last year it sort of proved that Bill Belichick is more of a defensive coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I, I'm not like dissing. Like I think he's a Hall of Fame, all time great, if not the best coach ever in the NFL. Yeah. But it just goes to show you what having a guy like Tom Brady actually does for for your team. But now you flip it over to the Packers, and it's like Mike McCarthy. All those years was an offensive-minded coach, mm-hmm. and he never worried. The one year that they had a top ten defense, they won the Super Bowl. Had high-end players, had a veteran Hall of Fame guy in Charles Woodson, and that's literally all it took. Their defense was really good yeah. that year. Had a pass rush, had had some good outside corners. Clay Matthews you know, was in his prime. Tr- Tremont and... Williams. Man, I hated playing against that guy. Mm. Not me personally. Yeah, not me. You... But as, like as a Bears fan, I hated hated seeing that, like this Tremont Williams doing things that I was like, yeah. Didn't you guys go to the playoffs that year? 2010. I don't, honestly don't. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Cause didn't you guys we were in the NFC Championship you, game. Yeah, you lost to them in, yeah. the, super, uh, in the play. Yeah. Or, yeah, in the playoffs. Yep, Jay Cutler years, bro. Fun stuff. Yeah, but uh, no, I I'm I'm looking forward. I I think it's gonna be an interesting year with the Packers because it's like so Aaron Rodgers. If you look at Aaron Rodgers, he's one of those guys that he seems like he's always just pissed about life. Like mm-hmm. you know, even when they're winning, even when they're playing great, seems like he's always like. He's got a point to prove. He's gonna. He's mad at the world. Well, this year, if he gets, if he goes on a losing streak or they have a bad game or two, like, how is that gonna be worse? Like, is is his attitude gonna be even worse? Like, like Aaron Rodgers in a good mood is a little bit touchy and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's gonna happen if he's in an actual bad mood and wants out? Like if that is the case, halfway through the season, they're not really having a great year, and he just is and done. he's just done. I want out of here. Like, how is that environment going to be? Because he's never been a great leader. That's one thing I'll, I'll give Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers any day of the week. Aaron Rodgers is someone he'll play his butt off, and he's arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. But as far as an actual leadership goes, 
he kind of does his own thing. And... Yep, he's very much. That's that's how it seems anyway. I I could be wrong. He's got I mean, his buddies that he hangs out with and stuff, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like he's got his guys, but as far as pulling the team together and say we can we can get this. Did you know that Andy Dalton has more come from behind victories or fourth quarter comebacks than Aaron Rodgers does? Because he doesn't have a connection with the players. It's the it's leadership. Look at look at the Super Bowl. Tom Brady is down twenty eight to three, and and they come he back. somehow just keeps doing his thing, keeps telling his team we're okay, we're okay, we're okay, and they actually like. Can you imagine talking your team into going in? You know, about halfway through the third quarter, you're saying. Looking at the scoreboard, you're down twenty eight to three, and you got a quarterback that's like, "Hey, we're still in this. We're still in this." Well, eventually you're gonna start believing. All it takes is one, one or two plays, but that's one thing. If you look at Aaron Rodgers' career, now he's had some that uh, two thousand eighteen against the Bears, you know, opening week, mm-hmm. one of the greatest come from behind victories ever. Like I, I don't care what anybody says, it was a regular season, arguably one of the greatest come from behind victories. In the regular season, in my opinion. Like Mac's first game? Yeah. Because Khalil Mack dominated that game. The whole game. Until had, Aaron Rodgers comes back. Had a pick sack. Yeah. Had a strip sack. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was, you know, I remember sitting there watching this game and I was like, that's the guy that we just picked up. Like, this is going to be a great year. And then here comes Rodgers, you know, crutches and everything, hobbling on one leg. Touchdown, touchdown, touch. Oh, crap. We're going to lose this game. Yeah. And... But my my point is, besides that, go back and look at his career. Rodgers has had a few games like that. But as far as consistently being able to do that, it just it's never been with him. And, that, and part of that is leadership, is is taking your team, taking them aside and say, look, even though we're down, even though it looks like we're not going to win this, we're still going to win this. Like, there is something to it. Yeah. I'm about to throw in my... Titans for the episode. Okay. Right? Okay. Gotta have so, it every every yeah, episode. Every episode, yeah. So, like, even Ryan Tannehill, right? I'm not saying that diss Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. I love the guy. But, uh, since he's been on the Titans, or maybe it was just last year, the first, like, six games, pretty sure they came from behind in, like, most of them. Yeah. And stuff. So, like, even, and, like, he rallied the team against the Steelers. They ended up losing because of field goal, but he still got them into that. We're not going to start that conversation, though, Derek. We know how that goes when we start talking about it. Yeah. But uh, even that, he rallied his team. So maybe it is all, like, and from what it seems like, Ryan Tannehill has a good, like, seems like a leader when he gets on the podium to talk mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and that and that's just it. Rodgers does too. Like Rodgers is very much he's good with the media. He's good with his words. Like you remember the year that uh he just told everybody to relax, relax and then they go on this long winning streak and make the playoffs and I think they ended up losing in the NFC Championship game against the Seahawks. But point is they they were not in position to be in the playoffs and he just told everybody relax. The media's like, you know, asking these questions. He said, "Oh, relax." And they just I mean, go on a tear and dominate the league after that. And they lost, you know, that mir- miraculous come-from-behind win the Seahawks had. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if that was the first year they made the Super Bowl or the second year, but it was, yeah. And so he has that, that presence about him that you think, like, he's a really good leader. But I feel like out there on the field, actually, I think sometimes he gets too um, self-centered, I guess. I I don't really know what like the word to put around it. It's it's 
Yeah. I don't know. But, like, if you listen to him talk to the media, the dude sounds like sounds like a leader. Like, he doesn't sound like someone that is all about himself. Yeah, like, he's been, like, he is always one of my favorite quarterbacks just to see, just to watch and play and stuff. And great quarterback, always seems pissed on the field. But, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, it just seems like on the field he's, like, just angry. And it almost seems like, I don't know, almost seems like he'd be the type of guy that when he, like, when there's a bad play or they get behind by a couple touchdowns or his defense makes a mistake or something like that, that he's just like, you know what, like, like he's Screw out of it yep. at that point. Screw it, I'm done, yep. But there, there, there is an aspect to where, like, as a Bears fan, you know, we, we play him twice a year. Mm-hmm. And there is that thing where you're watching him play and then you see Rodgers get up and he's mumbling. You're like, oh, crap, he's going to go on a tear. And then that's exactly what he does. You just, like, give up because, like, you see Rodgers get up and he's mad about something. He's muttering. And you're like, you know he's going to do something. But then sometimes it's like he, he almost mopes. He goes to his own corner and he's like, ah, screw it. I'm not, we're not going to do this today. But Yeah. I mean, as far as talent goes, the guy's got all the talent in the world, and it's just, I don't think he's quite got that that mental uh, leadership ability that, like, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Brees. like, if you go, there's a list out there, and I, I, I didn't actually, I heard, I was listening to someone else read it off, and, um, and I can't, I don't know where to find it, but it's got all these quarterbacks and not even like it's got Matthew Stafford. It's got all these great quarterbacks, average quarterbacks, and it has their fourth, uh, fourth comebacks. quarter comebacks. And Rodgers is like not even anywhere close to the top, like not even close. There's so many guys in front of him and it's like, and, and, and the first thing you would think of is, well, they just beat everybody that yeah. bad. But reality is. You got Tom Brady, who's, you know, he beats a lot of people. I mean, he beat the Titans 59 nothing already, mm-hmm. you know. Um, always had a pretty solid offense. Russell Wilson, since he got in the league, always had a pretty solid offense. So it's not like they're playing from behind much either, but he's still got more. And so you can't really use that. But, yeah, so I don't know what it is about being able to, to have those comebacks, but you look at Tom Brady, I, I like going to Tom Brady because he's the GOAT. In mm-hmm. my opinion, he is the best. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you can, you can argue with that. But if you look at him and the way he's handled those those kind of comebacks, whether it's been in the playoffs, regular season, whatever, it just seems like he gets his team to rally around him. And and I think part of that is so when when you play a sport, what is the main thing you want everybody else to do when you're on your team when you're playing? Give your absolute best, right? Absolute 110%. Like, you want them to be doing everything that you're doing. Like, uh, that's what you expect, right? So, if your quarterback goes out there and a game's not going the right way and he's just sort of, oh, crap, I'm, I'm done with this, I'm pissed about this, or whatever it is, the rest of the team's Kinda still going to feel you, that yeah. same energy. And it's like, then you're only giving 90%. Mm-hmm. And versus Tom Brady's like, man, he gets these guys fired he's up. like... Guys, trust me, just go out there and, and give yeah. it your all. And those receivers and, go out there and they're ready to run through a wall for Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's a little bit the difference. But yeah, we'll see. I, this year is going to be for the Packers is going to be really interesting. 
Uh, I can't believe we spent almost 30 minutes talking yeah. about the Packers. <laughs> like we said, I got a lot to talk yeah. about. But, yeah. but it, it's, it, is, it is really interesting to see how that's going to go. Uh, did not think, you know, I was making fun of a Terry the other day. Um, For those I, of you that don't know, Terry's a huge Packers yeah, fan. I mean, massive Packers fan. I was, I was trying to get him all up in his feelings about the Packers and, like, telling him, Rodgers ain't coming back, and now Devontae Adams is leaving literally – a couple of days later, they're like, oh, Roger's coming back. Oh, so is Devontae Adams, too. Ah, like, oh, snap. <laughs> now you gotta go talk to Terry. Like, <laughs> well, now, now, now I gotta... look like an idiot for yeah. saying all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see and stuff, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, next on the list, so, we're going to yeah. go next. Vikings or Bears? Vikings. Okay. So, the Vikings. I'm, I don't know... You know, I have them in our power rankings. I have them ahead of the Bears. And I'm honestly not sure why. <laughs> because... See, I'm not I, looking I, so I, dumb for putting them way back there now. You're, you're not. You're not. But it's not It's not that I think they're a bad team. I just... I don't... I, like, I don't know. Like, so you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. Like, you know, that's... And a, and a pretty solid O-line. And at one point last year, Dalvin Cook like looked like by far the best running back in football, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They got yeah, a top ten defense. Mike Zimmer's a heck of a defensive coach. So like that's never gonna go away. Mm-hmm. With him there, like you're always yeah. gonna have a competitive defense. So what is holding him back? For me, I'd say quarterback. I exactly. I, 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 I I don't trust Kirk Cousins. That's sort of where I'm at. Like, can you? Like, they have the team. I feel like, honestly, like, put Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings and they're a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Versus Aaron Rodgers on the Packers is 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 almost there. They're an NFC champion. There's not I feel like you put Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings and they're in the Super Bowl. Their I defense mean, is great. Their defense is good And they enough. have so many offensive weapons. Yeah, like, and to me, that, that's, that's what you need. And then, yeah, I, I look at Kirk Cousins. Big games, especially primetime games, his record is, like, really bad mm-hmm. i think he finally got his first ever last year or, or the year before he got his first ever monday night win which is like mind-blowing like the dude's been in the league for like 10 plus years maybe not quite maybe it's closer to eight but point is he's been in the league for a while and now you get your first ever monday night win that's that's a long time um yeah so i'm just i'm not i'm not buying them as a even if they make the playoffs, I'm not really buying them as a as a contender. I, I feel like the Packers are are the team to beat in that division. Um and the Packers are still even even with all this this stuff going on, I still feel like, you know, they get in the playoffs, they can still contend for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Vikings get in the playoffs, I don't really feel that same way. I feel like I mean, look who they have to go against. I'm assuming if the Vikings make the playoffs, I'm assuming they get in behind now, the Packers. Now I will say I will say so. You have you have the Rams who lost, who lost Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost their starting center, traded him away, and they lost their second backup, Malcolm Brown. I think it it is. They traded him away last uh, this last off season, so they're without a running back. Mm-hmm. And McVay's one of McVay's biggest things, like the year they went to the Super Bowl, was Todd Gurley leading the way on the ground. Like right, yeah. that, that's when their offense was most explosive. So. I'm I'm thinking. Compare the Vikings to the Rams; they could maybe beat them. Then you got Seattle. 
if Seattle's defense doesn't get better from day one than they were last year, mm-hmm. they're going to be in the same boat where they're not going to be that com- – they're going to be competitive, but they're not going to be like you know they're going to be in the Super Bowl. So if you start doing that with all these teams, then you got the Saints lost Drew Brees, so they should be able to beat the Saints, the Vikings – like so, it's literally between I mean, the Packers Jamie and the Bucks. With Jameis Winston at quarterback, I'm not sure yeah. if they're even going to make. And, the and then, then you look at the Four Niners, and the Four Niners roster is stacked. Like obviously, the receivers aren't as good as maybe some of the others, mm-hmm. but just defensive side of the ball, they're stacked. You know, they're on. Basically, comes down to quarterback play with that yeah. team. Can, can Garoppolo stay on the field? If he does, they're a winning team. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance is a rookie. I mean, I'm not gonna until some until a rookie proves me wrong. I'm not gonna trust a rookie to get him to the Super Bowl. That that's yeah. how I feel. So really, it's just the Bucks and Packers to deal that, with. That's that's sort of where I'm at with the Vikings. Like those are the main teams that you're like, I can't see them beating the Packers in a playoff game. I can't see them honestly. Like if I look at it right now, I can't see them beating the Viking or the Seahawks or the Rams. But it looks more doable if certain things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, if Kurt Cousins can play at a, just like. <clears throat> Who's a good option to compare him with? Um, Joe Flacco. Like, the year that they went the, to the Super yeah. Bowl, Joe, Joe Flacco was not considered this elite quarterback. Until he and got into the playoffs. And they got in the playoffs, the and Joe Flacco was he, was... he was so accurate, made the right decisions and all that stuff. Like, it wasn't like he was out there, you know, arm talent all of a sudden was better than everybody else, and he was running around. No, it was he made the right plays. And it's like, Kirk Cousins just hasn't gotten there. Yeah. Right. Here's my question, though. So, again, throwing in the Titans into the mm-hmm. mix, but so Ryan Tannehill, the year they went to the his first year, mm-hmm. year they went to the AFC Championship game, had like what was it? I don't think he had a hundred yards passing in any of the first two playoff games. No, they, right? Because they carried Henry. Yeah. They like went on Henry's back. So why couldn't Kirk Cousins do the well, same thing with Dalvin here, Cook? Here's the difference. Um, Is it because Tannehill puts a little bit of threat with his legs? He's mm-hmm. not. He's not the fastest guy, but he's athletic, athletic hey, enough to. I don't actually, know though. So I'm just saying, like he's not. He's not like a Russell Wilson. He's not one of those types of quarterbacks or you know Lamar Jackson. All I'm saying though is I saw a list earlier this week, and they had all of the quarterbacks. You know. Mm-hmm. 40 yard dash times. Tannehill was tied third for highest. I'm not saying he's not fast. My point is, he's not someone that is. Uh, known for his speed. He's not known to like carry the offense with his legs. Like Lamar yeah. Jackson, Russell Wilson, if. if, if, if they're being, Yeah, if they're covered downfield, like watch out because them boys can run, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. But that being said. Kirk Cousins doesn't even have that at all. Like, he's not someone that's going to be running the football. Mm-hmm. In those games, if you go back and watch those games, they leaned heavily on Derrick Henry. And then when they needed a big play downfield, he delivered. Right? Kirk Cousins hasn't shown. Stats don't matter. He hasn't shown he can actually do that in a game. He hasn't shown shown that even with a lot of help, that he can, that he can make the right plays and the right <coughs> decisions to get him... To the NFC Championship game, even. Like, they haven't been there yet with Kirk Cousins, I don't think. Mm, they were no. with Case Keenum, right? Isn't the year that the, that the double doink happened, was he was Kirk Cousins the quarterback? Yeah. Okay, so that was last time they were in the playoffs. Yeah. And they lost the next week to the Saints. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. The year before was when they played the Eagles in the NFC Championship game with Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I think that's right. Because Case, that's the Minneapolis miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, you know, when, when they got, when they let go of Case Keenum, they brought in Kirk Cousins, everybody's like, well, all they were away, they were a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum was playing pretty good. Just as good as what, what Kirk Cousins showed he plays in these big games. That That's why, like, when all that hype about Kirk Cousins was going on, I, I never understood it because I was like, even with the Redskins, they had moments, but they had the one game where you liked that game. Mm-hmm. You know, that you were like, that guy can play. That was it. That was the one, one and only game that I remember looking at Kirk Cousins and being, that dude's got some talent. That dude could actually do some real things. But everybody else is just like so... These teams are hyped up about them. And then Vikings go give him a big contract. And I never understood it. Like, what is, what is he, he done? He hasn't shown anything to yeah. be worth that contract like, thus far. Is he as good as Matt Stafford? I don't think so. Exactly. Matt Stafford hasn't done a thing. As far as come playoffs, Matt Stafford hasn't done anything. No. Barely even made it the playoffs. Like, think about that. And Matt Stafford is... And we used to look at Matt Stafford and we're like, this dude's a way better quarterback, Right. And Matt Stafford's on a worse team. Has not, been on a worse team. Not now, team. but yeah. With the Lions, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Is, is like, so why are we acting like he can do more than Matt Stafford can on a team that has more help? I think I'm saying that right. I'm, I'm a little confused about what I'm trying to get out. But like Matt Stafford was, when they made it to the playoffs, it was because he, him and Megatron were literally dragging that team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, had a half-decent defense and... Had some playmakers on offense, but it was Matt Stafford and Megatron just dragging that team there, the two or three times yeah. that they made the playoffs. Versus Kirk Cousins, he has to have all these guys around him succeed, and even then, can you rely on him to make a throw downfield to win a game? I don't see it. Yeah, Black I point. don't either. So, not trying to put you on the spot here, but like thirty-two quarterbacks, right? Start in the NFL. Where would you rank Cousins in your? list as far as best to worst uh would you put him in the 20s i'm i would put him top 15 but top 15 is not good enough to win a super bowl no top five quarterbacks win super bowls you have your occasional you have your occasional uh joe flacco or case or nick Foles that that win i'm saying win a super bowl so oh. actually, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? Just right here while we're on the pod, I'm gonna look at the last twenty Super Bowls. Like, you know, like eight of them are set. Actually, no, like nine or ten of them are gonna have Tom Brady in it, right? Well, I'm not. I'm just gonna. Um, but what I what I'm trying to oh, trying to gonna, see it's if gonna which show a lot team... more, but. Which teams or which which teams so that won if, the Super Bowl? Who their quarterback was? Yeah. So if we go back to let's say two thousand. Okay. St. Tom. Louis, the Rams at at the or the Rams and Titans. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame quarterback Kirk Cousins. And Hall of Fame quarterback. Wait, what? Not Kirk Cousins. Steve McNair and <laughs> no, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay, so that was in two thousand, two thousand one, Baltimore and Giants. So that one there, that that's one of them. That was a Hall of Fame defense. I mean, historically good Baltimore defense. Mm-hmm. So that that's one. So that's in that's in two thousand one. 
2002, Tampa Bay at Oakland. Tom Brady. No, duh. Again, defense. So there's two. Wait, no, I skipped one. New England at St. Louis. That's what it was. That was Tom Brady. Yeah. And then you had Tampa Bay and Oakland 2003. That was with another good, defense. really good defense. But you had, um, uh, what's his name? Coaches of the Raiders now. I can't think of his name. John, wait. John Gruden. Yeah. Yep. He was coaching them. They had a pretty solid offense. And then you go to 2004. Tom Brady again over the Panthers. 2005. Tom Brady again over the Eagles. 2006. Uh, ben Roethlisberger over Seattle. So if you look at Philadelphia, they had they have uh, Steve McNair, Hall of Fame quarterback, but couldn't quite get the job done. Seattle did not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Carolina did not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oakland did not have a Hall of Fame quarterback. So all those Super Bowls that we just said uh, that they lost, were, they lost to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you look at 2007, uh, Colts-Bears, Hall of Fame quarterback, beats good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to 2008, Giants, you know, two Hall, in my opinion, Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he beat, those two teams needed their quarterback to get to that, and, and it was a defensive game, but it still mm-hmm. came down to uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks making Hall of Fame But plays. even that year, though, no one thought Giants were going to the Super Bowl. No. Weren't they like 9-7? Yeah, but quarterback play mattered. Yeah. Huge. And then, then you keep going. 2009, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Hall of Fame quarterback. 2010, Saints, Colts, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Drew Brees won that one. Mm-hmm. 2011, uh, Packers, Steelers, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Um, 2012, Giants, Patriots, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks again. And then you have 2013 where, surprisingly, no Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You had um, Joe Flacco and, and uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. And that was actually a shootout, but no Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and yeah, and that was a like a miracle that they got. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was like lightning in the bottle type of thing run for Joe Flacco in the playoffs. Yeah, and then you keep going to 2014 Seattle at Denver, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, one with a really good defense, and they blew them out with mm-hmm. with Russell Wilson. Yeah, and then you keep going, new uh, Patriots, Se- uh, Seahawks, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Tom Brady wins. And then you, um, 2016, and there again, um, Peyton Manning, or Broncos and Panthers, Peyton Manning was basically a shell of himself, defense won mm-hmm. that game. That's another one. So, And then you got Patriots-Falcons, Hall of Fame quarterback beats maybe a Hall of Fame quarterback in Matt, Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then 2018, you have, again, lightning in the bottle, Nick Foles beats Tom Brady with the Eagles. Another kind of miracle yeah. situation. And since then, the last three have been Patriots, Rams. Tom Brady won that one. Chiefs, um, 49ers. Uh, Patrick Mahomes beat that one. And now Tampa Bay and Chiefs. Um, but yeah, if you go back in it, you got one, two, since 2010, they were like, Two times that a Hall of Fame quarterback was not their starting quarterback. Like, that's how important it is. It happens so rarely that a team can get to a Super Bowl without a top five quarterback in the league. It just does not happen very easy. Yeah, and those two times, the teams that were, uh, like the 49ers, 
uh, Ravens year. That one, I I remember that year. Uh, I don't think I was really into football yet. I remember kind of watching that Super Bowl. But, like, even that, it was kind of like the reason the 49ers made it is because didn't they have a decent defense that year? Yeah, I mean, they had, a, they had a pretty good defense. And then you had Colin Kaepernick who was like, again, I'll say that was like a lightning in the bottle type of year because it was Colin Kaepernick was running the ball well, mm-hmm. he was throwing the ball well. And then on the flip side, you had Joe Flacco, who just all of a sudden turned it up. But here, here's something that nobody talks about. So in the AFC Championship game against the Broncos, that was the, yeah, against the Broncos, um, do you know how close the Broncos were to ending that game with a pick? Was it that play with Jacoby Jones? Was that the play? Yeah. Was that and, the and the guy goes for the pick, and all of a sudden it floats over his head, and he stumbles back, and mm-hmm. Jacoby Jones, you know, takes it in the end zone. Yeah. It was sort of like the the, the, the Stephon Gig, Diggs catch against the Saints. Yeah. It was it was a lot like that. Like the guy just misread the play, mm-hmm. but they were that close to knocking him knock him off, and it was to me, I say lightning in the bottle because it it doesn't happen very often. And that was that same yeah. The Jacoby Jones one was that one situation, you know, with the non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So, and then the other one was Nick Foles' year. So this is, like, if I look if I look at my, my power rankings, I mean, top five teams are the ones I think can win a Super Bowl. Like, that's that's who I picked to win a Super Bowl. Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Bills. I think Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the league right now. Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, and Packers, Aaron Rodgers. And after that... You need sort of a lightning in the bottle year for them mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Kirk Cousins is not even close to that. Like he needs to have, yeah. That that's sort of why I feel like I do about the Vikings. It's it's one of those things where, and 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 even the Titans. I love the Titans. I think they're they're a heck of a team, and I love Ryan Tannehill. But I I want him to prove me wrong that I can have one of those years lightning in the bottle. Going to have a great postseason run as a quarterback, not relying on Derrick Henry the whole time, but yeah. as a quarterback, like let let's get there. I know we're, we we said we're talking NFC North. We ended up talking about the whole whole league, mm-hmm. you know, which is what I love about this. We just talk football. Yeah, you can, you can go so many routes, but yeah. So to me, Vikings are the Vikings, and I, I feel like. Uh, until they upgrade to someone better than Kirk Cousins, they're going to be one of those teams that you're going to look back at. And what if they had a quarterback? Yeah. But, dude, look at look at the Bears in 2018. What if they'd have had a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Like, I'm I'm dead serious. Super Bowl team with that defense, the way they were playing that year. Super Bowl team, no doubt. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So Derek, so. Uh, is it interchangeable to you? Can you see the? Bears being second in the division at all? It it depends. I don't see them so one of two things have to happen. Like the only way I can see them get to this be second in division and fighting for a playoff spot this year is basically Andy Dalton would need to play the whole year and be playing above average like mm-hmm. he'd, be, he'd need to have a pretty solid year they'd need to have a pretty decent run game and I know I'm, I'm saying basic stuff for a football team but what what's going to happen most likely this year is Andy Dalton starts and at some point Justin Fields takes over that's not a team in my opinion it, it could happen 
But that's not really a team I see contending for a playoff spot. Um, if Justin Fields were to start, which I hope that's honestly that that's where I hope I hope we get to at some point through training camp and preseason. I that, hope it gets to the point where we know that Justin Fields is a guy that's going to be starting week one. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like with Andy Dalton, you're just going to have a little bit of the same that you had with Nick Foles and Trubisky. And, and I, as a Bears fan, I'm done with that. But also, even as just a fan of the game, I'm like, Nagy is smarter than that. Like, put put the young guy in. Let him, let him learn while playing. It's not going to... You see a bunch of guys, a bunch of rookies do it doesn't hurt them i mean yeah maybe maybe makes it the learning curve a little bit bigger having that pressure and stuff but that's what they're there for yeah so i'm just gonna jump straight from vikings into the bears right right. so do you think this is maggie's prove it year well there again it it depends on on how the year goes so to me like see as Sorry. far as far as when you say prove it year, what are you what are you saying? Like like his make it or break it year. Like he's fired at the end of the season, depending on what happens. And if they don't make the playoffs, yeah. So let let's say let's say they don't make the playoffs. Let's say they're like an eight and nine team since there's seventeen games now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let, let but let's say they're below like a game below five hundred or or whatever, and Justin Fields looks like has a Justin Herbert type of year. Like you right? Yeah. Then I'm like, and their defense plays pretty solid, but they're just not, you know, with a rookie quarterback, um, they're sort of learning the ropes with that. Mm-hmm. They're just not quite there. I feel like they'd give them another. Nagy's year. like, okay, you got your quarterback. Let's see what you can do the next year. Now, mm-hmm. you know, but let's say that okay. so they start Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton plays like crap. Justin Fields comes in, and there's some flashes of great or some flashes of, of you know, potentially really good play or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just not – nothing's really clicking on the offensive side. It doesn't look any better than it did with Trubisky or Foles last year. He's out. Yeah. So, here's my thing. If – why not just, you know, like, risk it for the biscuit and just put Fields in right away? Well, the problem is you you're paying – Andy Dalton to start for one. Um, so, like you're paying him money to start, mm-hmm. and I and I know like you go back to to when Russell Wilson was drafted by the Seahawks, they were paying Matt Flynn. You know, he just signed a big contract with with the Seahawks, and uh, it was the same sort of the same situation. Everybody said that you know they were kept asking him. So, does Russell Wilson have a chance to start? And Pete Carroll, no, there's no way. Like, I mean, all the coaches, there's no way. By the end of preseason, it was so undeniable that Russell Wilson was the guy for them. They didn't have a choice. Like, they flat out did not have a choice. As good as Matt Flynn could have potentially been with them, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was just, he had it. That's that's what I'm hoping for this, this, this go-around with the Bears. That I, they see that Justin Fields has it. Like, it's just, there's no doubt that he's going to give my offense more of a more of a flash, more of a of a energy than what, because that I feel like that's the biggest thing they haven't had. You look at all these top offenses, they have no energy. You know, it's run the ball, and when you do run the ball, it's a two or three yard gain. Rarely is it a big gain. Um, when you throw the ball, you're not able to throw it downfield. So it's just this methodical. If it works, it works some games. It's very inconsistent, and then you that's why you score ten to twenty points 
most of the time less than that um throughout the throughout the year and then you just you're like well this is a boring offense and their defense has to do most of the work mm-hmm. so my opinion it's to me, Justin Fields is going to give him more of that, that flash. It's going to give him more energy because he can do so much more, way more. And then on top of that, I mean, you look at Allen Robinson. I mean, who's he had to throw to him? Like, get let him have a, a potentially really good quarterback, a quarterback that there's a lot of hype around. He hasn't had that. Yeah, yeah, he was on the Jags, had uh, Blake Bortles throwing to him. Then he came to the Chad Henney a little bit. Yeah. Then he had Nick Foles, Trubisky. And don't get me wrong, Nick Foles had some stuff that was good about him. Trubisky had some stuff that was good about him. I mean, he didn't even get a chance with the Bears, though. That's the thing. No. Like. And I just, yeah. I I look at that. Wait, wait, wait. Scratch that. My mind was. I I was thinking of Nick Foles with the Jaguars. Oh. I was like, I'm not. (laughs) I don't even remember. Yeah, I was thinking that it was with the Bears that he got hurt on well, that first throw, and whatever. He was, he didn't get much of a chance because they all ultimately they were like, well, Trubisky is a guy we drafted, so we have to let him start, even though he probably didn't win the quarterback competition. Mm-hmm. Because Nick Foles is actually known as a great guy in practice. Like, he's a great practice preseason quarterback. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think Trubisky won that job. I think they were more thinking, well, he's the guy w- that was drafted. We need to start him. We need to see, like, give him one last yeah. shot, basically. That's that's what I think. And then, obviously, Foles comes in. And the first, you know, the first hour that Foles played, you know, in that, that Falcons game, you know, Foles mm-hmm. was like, you know what, we're going to win this game. We won the game. And then after that, it was it was a lot, a lot of the same. It was very inconsistent. They couldn't move the ball. I mean, it's like I've said before, he's like a career like backup. Yeah. Should have just started and, started Trubisky every game and then come like the third quarter, fourth, like start of the yeah. fourth, like just bring Nick Foles in if you're behind. Yeah. And and the thing is, like you look at like I don't want to take anything away from what Nick Foles has done, you know. Early in his mm-hmm. career he throws seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. You know, had that, um, moves around and then he goes back to the Eagles and then you have this MVP caliber season going on from Carson Wentz, and boom, he goes down, and they're like, oh, crap, everybody's, we got Nick Foles, we're done, we're not even, and, you know, has that historic run in the playoffs and Super Bowl and wins, mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP. And so it's like, you're happy for him, you think, man, that was awesome, but it was like a once, once-in-a-lifetime thing. I, I don't think we will ever see a quarterback have that type of um, playoff run after not playing the entire year that he did. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see that again. Especially since didn't Carson Wentz get hurt like towards the end of the season? Yeah, like there was like two or three more games left, and he was the front runner for MVP. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who he lost out to, but point is like Nick Foles has had like a once in a lifetime thing, and then he turns around and he beats the the Bears in two thousand eighteen. You know, with help of the double doink from on purpose, forgot his name, but. Um, Cody Parkey. Yeah. Good uh, old Cody Parkey. Yeah. Played for Titans a little yeah, bit last year. He had a couple of doinks on Titans, uh-huh. didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> that dude is historically good at hitting one of the the goalposts. Not going to lie. It ain't hard for him. No, it's... Uh, yeah. But, so Nick Foles does that, and then he turns around, signs a contract with Jags, and obviously we know how that went. 
Then he goes to the Bears. And it's like, he's never, though, like, proven that from day one starter in the regular season that he's to the playoffs, that he's a guy that can lead a team. Yeah. And Andy Dalton, all the chances he's gotten. Like, he's had a great career at, you know, in Cincinnati and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But when you... When you, as a GM and a and a coach, you know if I'm the Bears, I'm I'm thinking this is potentially my last year. Why am I not giving the ball? Why am I not just turning this over to Justin Fields and making the fans happy, letting them know we did the right thing in trading up and drafting this guy, and that we should keep our jobs because if he sure if he turns out if you play him all year, let's say that he has, you compare him to to the other rookie quarterbacks. Besides Trey Lance, he's in a better situation than all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So, he's potentially going to be rookie of the year then, correct? Like, if he would start day one. Potentially, yeah. Would you, would you not give him the odds to win rookie of the year over Trevor Lawrence? Not because he's better than Trevor Lawrence. Just because he's in a better situation than Trevor Lawrence. And therefore, he might have a better year than Trevor exactly. Lawrence. I mean, like you said, besides Trey Lance... And maybe as, Matt Jones the thing. as Trey, far as defense Trey Lance go. is not in a quarterback competition, though. Yeah, I know. Like, they're going to start Garoppolo until he gets hurt. That's that's why they had to get someone else, is Garoppolo can't stay healthy. Yeah. My point was, though, besides Trey Lance and, like, Mac Jones, the Bears have the best defense. But like, even, even, right, Mac, the, even Mac three, Jones even Mac Jones doesn't have a As far as offense run, goes, yeah, though. Doesn't have a consistent running game. It's, it's 49ers and Bears. Yeah. Those two offenses out of the rookie quarterbacks, yeah. 49ers and Bears are in the best situation as an all-around offense, defense, and stuff like that. And then, so my, my that's what I'm saying. So let's say you do start Justin Fields day one. He goes on to win rookie of the year, has a pretty, not necessarily breaks any records, but you can tell, you know, sort of how Joe Burrow did last year. Like, you know, you knew, even though he only played 11 games, we all know, like, Joe Burrow is that future. Like, that dude's yeah. got it. Yeah, you you could tell out of those eleven games that he got that, it. That's and what like, I'm saying. Yeah, and like he just has that. Trubisky hit. never gave you that vibe. He showed you flashes of it, like, "Ooh, this dude could can can make some plays." Then you turn around, and you're like, "What? What is he doing?" You know. Same with Mariota. Yeah. Same with, you know, uh, most quarterbacks. Honestly, yeah, you're, they you're, they see those flashes, and you like your top you ten. Know? Your top ten QBs. Are the ones that separate that, and and honestly, if I look at my power rankings, and I I like talking about that, but if I'm looking at my power rankings, they're honestly set up by how I feel about quarterbacks. If I'm looking at it now, like legit. <laughs> Who are your top five? So you feel like? So I feel like Tom Brady is the best as far as leading a team. I'm not saying talented. Mm-hmm. I'm saying leading a team two wins, two Super Bowl. Tom Brady. I feel like this is going to be. Josh Allen took a huge leap in stat-wise improvement. I feel like this year it's going to be in converting to wins. And Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers, Ravens, Lamar Jackson. And then I got 49ers. If Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, that's that's literally where they're at. If he plays up to when he first got their level... No, well, look at his look at his winning record. Like their record when he's healthy is like, like it's really good, way above five hundred. And then if yeah. he's not playing, then yeah, 
Ryan Tannehill, I feel like he's he's a few plays away from being in the Super Bowl. You know, if he could have done more, let's say let's say that he wouldn't have been relying on on Derrick Henry so much, they'd be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because see, they shut down Henry in that yeah. game, right? And then they lost that. And game. then they lost that game because it's like. And Tanny, I, like I'm not saying Tannehill can't win games off his arm. No, because he can. But that was a that was a little bit lightning in the bottle. Derrick Henry was having a historic playoff run, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We're going to rely on him." And then all of a sudden, it's like, "Crap, he's not doing it." And it was Tannehill's it, first year with the Titans. I'll give him a break on that. But that, that was like one of the situations. So, so technically, I would have Tannehill ranked as my eighth best quarterback. I mean that that's sort of that's sort of what I'm going as. Like if I look at that, there's no quarterback. So who's your ninth, tenth, and eleventh, and twelfth? Ninth is Baker Mayfield. Tenth is Matt Stafford. The only reason Matt Stafford is that low is because now I want to see was it the was it the team you were on, or, or do you just accurate? have a problem winning games? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's where I'm at. Um, Vikings, Kirk Cousins, at eleven. Um, uh, Carson Wentz at twelve, Dak at thirteen, and and here's the Cowboys being at thirteen is not as much about Dak though as it is about just the Cowboys. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying that that's a little bit deceptive. Chargers, Justin Herbert, then Cardinals, Kyler Murray. I would actually honestly take Justin Herbert over Kyler Murray. Some people may think I'm an idiot, but that's just me. The only um, reason they would though is because Herbert's is, one. Patriots dude. is more about their team in general with with Bill Belichick um, than it is about uh, their quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and it's, that's sort of how it is on down. Like I love Joe Joe Burrow. He, there I got the Bengals at twenty, but I just feel like they're still a, a rebuilding team. Yeah. Um. So some of that is a little off, but as far as top ten is basically my quarterback ranking too. Like that's that's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah, but and no, I'm 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 super stoked though for for the Bears. I, I'm so so ready to see some football from them. What is it now? It's like like fifteen, sixteen days to the first preseason game. Something, something like that. And and Matt Nagy came out and said already. He said Justin Fields is going to play a lot in the preseason. Andy Dalton's going to play a lot in the pre. You know, the first year with Trubisky, he didn't play him at all, hardly. Mm-hmm. And this year he's he's going all in. Like these guys are playing a lot, so that makes me think if this Justin is an Fields, actual competition, he doesn't say it, but that makes me think. So if Justin Fields comes out and lights it up, and and Andy Dalton struggles a little bit, like you do not have a choice but to start Justin Fields. Like you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It's just man. I mean it's it's crazy. But yeah, I'm super stoked about this year. This. This super stoked to see what like if Justin Fields like you know if it is an actual competition if they do win the job if he does win the job if it's an actual competition he'll win yeah. the job that's how I feel about it yeah uh, honestly I'm 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 thinking do we even need to talk about the Lions I mean I'm thinking that same thing like <laughs> what is there to talk about you know Jared Goff uh, Jared Goff is there he's got a new coach can't Dan Campbell is that right. So, I don't even know. I think that's his name. Um, Finally got rid of that bearded beast. Um, no, I'm I'm a little interested to see how they do. Like, I, I'm so they lost their top receiver in Kenny Galladay. Not Galladay. No, they still have Galladay. Uh, Marvin Jones. 
Don't they still no, have Goddard? They, no, their I, top receiver went to the Giants. Oh, yeah, Goddard did go to the Giants, yeah. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I'm convinced. I'm 90% sure he did. So, yeah, they're they're going to miss out on, on that. And then you add Jared Goff, who to me is a... Uh, downgrade from Matt downgrade Stafford. Downgrade from Matt Stafford, yep. And it's just... Then, I don't know. I'm not buying their new coach, Joe Judge. I'm I'm 99% sure that's his name. Joe Judge? Yeah. 99% I, sure. I, 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 I could be wrong, but you, you know what? I am wrong. That's Giants coach, I'm, I'm thinking. Wait... Did you just say I'm something, Campbell? I'm literally gonna look it up. Dan Campbell. That's who I'm. That's yeah. I thought you yeah, just Joe said Joe Judge. That. I. You know why? Because I literally earlier was reading something about Joe Judge. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Dan Campbell. That's, it ha- it happens. So, yeah, the Lions. I don't. I don't know. I I don't see a lot in in what they're gonna be able to do. I mean, their defense is not great. They don't really have that much on offense. Do they still have Marvin Jones? Yeah. I I know they kept one of their good receivers. They had Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. And besides, Mar- they lost Kenny Galladay, like you said. They have Marvin Jones still. Like And to me, Jared Goff is a downgrade from Matt Stafford. Yeah. They don't have the so, best running back room. They got that rookie from last year, Swift. So I feel like they're at a place where, and I, and I hate it for Jared Goff because it wasn't that long ago that he played in the Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like where where they're at now is, okay, you trade away Stafford, you get a few first-round picks for it and all that stuff. and So now you're sort of in a, in a rebuild mode. You're probably going to be having a top three pick next year unless... Something, um, unless... Like that, I'm just assuming. I, I'm looking at the guys that had top three picks last year. Uh, you had the Tex. No Texans will probably be there. Last year, there is the Jags, the Jets, and the Forty ers But the Forty ers traded up to get it. Who they trade with? Who did they trade with? Who they trade? Shoot, I can't remember. Shouldn't should have done my research on that. But this- point is, I feel like the the Lions are going to be in that top three, top four pick in the draft um and then you're gonna get the rams pick which here here's here's a here's the thing if the rams end up like you know matt stafford may have a good year but i i do feel like not having a star running back is actually gonna hurt them it's gonna lose them a game or two so i feel like i i would bout and i'm not sure where i have in my power rankings i know i have them at like five or something. That's what I'm saying. So I, I think I had him pretty high too. I think you still had him. Like I think you had him just. Didn't you have him just outside no, I, the top? I do 10? have. I do have the Seahawks and 49ers ahead of him. All right. Yeah. Didn't so, you have him that like just outside the top? Yeah. Um. Maybe that's why I did. Even I, I don't. I don't remember. I just wasn't buying the whole Matt Stafford is just going to make a huge improvement. But and then Cam Akers got hurt since then. And yeah. I, and I do feel like not having a running game like that is going to hurt them. So like. They could be middle of the pack, you know, a uh, top 20 pick. So if you're the Lions, you're going to for sure have top 10, top 20 pick. Uh, two two first-rounders, obviously, is what I'm, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And the same thing the year after that. Uh, so I, I do think, you know, they're in a good opportunity to, to do some really good rebuilding. Now you just got to figure out, do we have the right coach? Um, probably going to draft a quarterback next year. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Um, 
But now you just got to figure out, is is Dan Campbell, is he the guy that, that you want leading your organization? And if you look at their hires since, uh, uh, what is his name now? He's a defensive coordinator now. That uh, coach from, like, back in, like, the 0-16 years? Nah. Uh, was he an 0-16 coach? I, I don't remember. But he's a pretty solid coach. I can picture him and how he looks in my mind. I just can't put yeah. a name to him. Well, point is, since then they had some pretty iffy coaches. Yeah. Okay. Hold everything for a second. I. It bothers me that I can't remember who the 49ers traded with. I know this is the NFC North freaking <laughs> podcast, oh, you, but you, you're good. We're 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 talking football. We're just doing things on the fly, like mm-hmm. that, that's how we roll. Uh, and we're really like, so far, we've talked a while. Yeah, uh, I think the longest episode we've ever done was like an hour and twenty two minutes, and this one's already like an hour and. Six. Yeah, so we're we're pushing it a little bit with this one, but man, there was so much to talk about this time around. Yeah. According to this, they traded with the Rick. No, that's not right. Dolphins? Well, what the Dolphins would have got that from someone else, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been Texans. So the Dolphins Dolphins traded Laramie Tunzel to yep. the Texans, and then the Dolphins traded out of that to the 49ers. Yep. Two spots oh, back. Two big sp- brain. Cannot believe I just. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now that that's solved yeah so we got that figured out yeah. point is episode could not go on without us knowing that yeah lions are they're in a, they're in a tight spot but you got some opportunity um pretty sure we talked about this before but uh maybe even in our power rankings episode i don't know but you yeah it wasn't our power rankings episode do you think it is like just in the organization, just kind of like it's kind of the same spot as like the Packers are, and maybe the Texans. Well, I would not put the Packers as a. I would not class the Packers as a dysfunctional organization. Like I just wouldn't. They they've they've had too much success to to be classified as this dis disorgan or dysfunctional organization. Basically, Where, whatever issues they have. Whereas the Texans, with him and, yeah. Whereas the Texans, um, I've seen a. a quarterback thing of uh, this guy that i can't remember his name but he goes through and talks to all these uh, nfl executives gms all this stuff coaches mm-hmm. and uh they put a four-tier quarterback list out and according to these executives uh deshaun watson is one of like five quarterbacks in the top tier mm-hmm. over over josh allen even which i don't necessarily 100 percent agree with but so you're telling me that the Texans have a top five quarterback, which we were just talking, top five quarterback is needed to win a Super Bowl, right? So you have that. Let's just for for sake of argument say they have a top five quarterback. Um and you go and you basically give DeAndre Hopkins to the Eagles and you go and give JJ Watt, who is the face of the franchise ever since he got in the league, you basically let him walk away, go do whatever he wants. Because he's sick of you guys. Mm-hmm. Then you, uh, your next best receiver is Will Fuller. You let him go to the Dolphins, and then your your running game has been non-existent. You let a a a uh, mental wreck of a coach in Bill Bryan destroy that whole organization by being the coach and the GM, 
And then you turn around and you're like, well, we still want Deshaun Watson. Why would he want you guys? That's a dysfunctional organization, in my opinion. You haven't done – you've done everything to not help him. Exactly. And then then you go to the Detroit Lions. You had Matt Stafford and Megatron. Megatron, first ballot Hall of Famer. And you don't even have one playoff win to show for it because you never surrounded them with other players that can help them win games. Then you have the Jets who, ever since Rex Ryan – you haven't done squat. You've been the laughing stock. Um, until last year, you had the the Browns, who have been a dysfunctional organization mm-hmm. because they can never get anywhere. Um, what was it like? Three straight years with new coaches. Yeah, Jaguars. You know they had the one big time defense, and but they made but, the playoffs. But besides that, they've been a dysfunctional organization. Bears potentially like they're almost in that verge of. Being a dysfunctional organization because they can't get the coach right. When they do have the coach right, then they double doink it. Even the Titans for those three years were pretty yeah dysfunctional. But I guess if we're gonna say dysfunctional, like I look at right now, the Texans are at the top of my list because of having a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And you're like, let's just give our top players away. Like I mean, see, that's what I'm saying. It is not often. But, right, that you get the chance to have a player like Deshaun Watson. You, it's a once in a like as a coach, it's a once in a lifetime player. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like you don't, and you're fixing to lose him yeah. because you're not doing squat for him. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Like there's yeah. like if I'm him, I'm not playing for them again. Yeah. Legal issues aside, you know, I would not would not play for them again. Like that's just where I'm at. But I I don't see how. You let a guy, like, arguably, to, in my opinion, he is the best receiver, even better than Devontae Adams. But mm-hmm. but you could argue one either way. Yeah, they're both. But really how do you receivers. not get a first-round pick for him? Who did they trade him for? Uh, David Johnson? David Johnson and, like, a second-round pick. Yeah. Like, how, how do you not get a first-round pick for him? At least. Like, they, they should have. Like, he's worth he's possibly a, even he's two. A, he's a generational talent at wide yeah. receiver. Like, how do you not get a first-round pick for him? Because Bill Pryor. Exactly. Like, that. that's what I'm saying. Like, Deshaun Watson's sitting there like, you gave me David Johnson, who hasn't done squat in the lead besides his rookie year. His rookie or second year, and after that was nothing. Um, and then you give me a second-round pick, and then and then the guy that, uh, like, me and, like, you know, J.J. Watt faced the franchise. Um and you just let him walk away. and uh, But, yeah, we expect you to stay, Deshaun. And we're going to have you, you know, lead our team to the promised land. Well, good luck with that because it ain't going to happen. Deshaun Watson's good, yeah, right? Good. But nobody. Now, now, I argue with him being a top-tier quarterback just because all that we said, dysfunctional or not, they only went 4-12 and last year. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, And all of that is because of him. Yeah. So, you know, you could get at least three or four wins as a top top tier quarterback. That that sort of you know, you should have been at least uh, seven and nine. Um, but you know that that's just my opinion. Dude, I love our podcast so much. Like we started this off with the freaking Lions, dude. Yeah. Now it's a full blown Texans conversation. Yeah. I feel like the Texans are gonna. I think we said this already, but the Texans are gonna be our Jets this year. Yeah. Also, since we're talking about this, like. We got to talk about the fact that that Zach Wilson has not practiced yet, like in training camp. He's been to seven practices total. 
Hasn't talked to his coach. And hasn't signed a contract. Hasn't done anything. Hasn't signed his contract yet. And I'm thinking, like, this dude is going to start day one. Like, that's some that is some precious time being missed. I'm Like, that's one of the things I think we've we got to keep an eye on. Because, like, you don't get that straightened out here pretty quick. Trey Lance missed yesterday and today because of not signing a rookie contract. True story. Or maybe it was just yesterday. But even that is precious time missed. Um, I think training camp start today. Yesterday, I mean they were reporting yesterday, but yeah, their first, their first like practice. Titans' first practice was today. Yeah, same. Um, so it's it's yeah something to keep an eye on. Uh, I've never understood rookie contracts being negotiated this long because it's like, dude, let me get to let me start playing, and then we'll figure out the money later. Like, if I'm what I'm supposed to, especially yeah. if you're a top. You know, top three pick. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're what you're supposed to be, you'll play for three or four years or even three, and you'll get a contract right away, contract extension right away. Yeah. Like, even Trey Lance yeah. isn't expected to start, even, and he got his contract. Well, just now got it. Yeah. But it's like, like why why go through all that? I, I get that they have a certain amount that they should and want to make. And I get that you should never, like, criticize a guy for working his butt off and then criticizing what he wants to make. But I'm thinking, if I'm actually going to be the player that I'm drafted to be, let's say, you know, number one pick, mm-hmm. and you make it drag out till training camp, whether it's on you or your agent or whatever, why not be the type of guy that says, look, this is what I want, but I would rather play than miss miss any time with my coaches, with my team, or anything and in three years, if I'm if I am the quarterback that I'm drafted to be, I'll get that extension pretty daggum quick because Patrick Mahomes has got a ten year hundred and I mean five hundred five hundred five hundred million dollar deal. Mean, they restructured it, but yeah. My my point is though, like yeah, I know. and he was at the he, end of his, he was at, at the end of his third year, he gets that contract extension. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but like have that mindset to where. I may not get everything I I deserve or should get right away, but by gum, third or fourth year, my that money's coming because I'm gonna show them what I got, right? Yeah. That, that's 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 how I feel about it. But yeah, if you're a rookie, you should be really. I get like okay, so agents obviously probably yeah. have a lot to do with it because yeah. they want their money too and stuff. But uh, as a rookie. Like, you're the one that needs to prove something, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, like, why don't you go prove it? Take, like, you know, whatever they offer, whatever, and then go prove it, and then you get that money. Yep. Then you get the big the big bucks. That Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I feel. I just, I don't see, I don't see the, especially, like, the quarterback position is so important. I don't. I don't see how you can justify missing time with your team, especially at the start of training camp. Rookie head coach and Zach Wilson. Like I, I don't see how you can justify missing that time. I, I just I can't. And then even with Trey Lance, so he he didn't report yesterday. I'm not sure if he was there today, but he finally did sign his contract today. But this dude hasn't played quarterback in tw- in two years now, because he he did not play because mm-hmm. of COVID last year. So like you're you're this even is, yeah. You know, everybody says, "Oh, he looks great. He sounds great." This is Has two. It, this is two years of non-contact football yeah. that 
all of a sudden he's going to get into the, like, the big leagues. Yeah. Last time he played, it was in college two years ago. Not a very big college either. Like, you're, we're talking, you know, I mean, yeah, it's still college, but it's not the, it's not the NFL competition. Yeah. And so I, I'm, as a rookie, I'm like, I'm a little concerned about hearing Trey Lance's missing time with his practice. Um, and Zach Wilson is, I'm like, like, dude, you guys, you guys are drafted for a reason. Like, get your stuff yeah. together and let's 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 prove that you're supposed to be the second and third overall picks. Like, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Your your money's gonna come if you're if you are what you're supposed to be. Your money's gonna come. All you gotta do is go out in the field yeah. and prove it. And if you can't prove it, unless you get on the practice field. And now, now here's here's build my the thing. Chemistry. Like, so take take Jared Goff for instance, which he's on the Lions now. But when he got drafted by the Rams. Like, if Sean McVay doesn't show up, he never gets that, that big second contract. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, so I, I get some of that where you're like, well, if I'm in a bad situation, I may not get that next contract because of coach or whatever. But that being said, supposedly, Zach Wilson's got all the talent in the world. Trey Lance is borderline a god compared to what they're mm-hmm. what I hear from people talking you know, has so much upside. Um, so coach shouldn't matter, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I look forward to uh, seeing, seeing, seeing how these rookies do in training camp. We got preseason game next week. Hall of Fame game. Wait, Hall of Fame game is next week? Yeah, it's next week. Who's playing? Cowboys and Steelers, I think. Let's go. I think that's I didn't right. even know this. Yeah. I thought the first game was like on the 13th, I think. The first actual preseason is, but like the Hall of Fame game is is about a week before that. Um so yeah, we got we got some exciting stuff coming up. Our fantasy draft is coming mm-hmm. up. That's going to be fun. Um and also like yeah. If you guys got any predictions for rookies, or anything like that. I was actually thinking I'm just going to throw it out there. Like DM us, put your name down and we'll 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 give you credit where credit's due about predictions or whatever oh, yeah. you think. We'll go back and Oh yeah. look for look through these comments and stuff and like we'll see your predictions. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about it right here on make funny if it's a terrible prediction or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, this is kind of getting towards the end of our, you know, podcast but uh about training camp uh we kind of wanted to have the divisions done by the time training camp started up but last week i don't think we posted any last week did we Mm, no it's been it's been about a week since we did i think yeah maybe a little bit more yeah i don't think we posted any last week my mind i've been busy i don't know yeah but uh so we're a little bit behind schedule and stuff but um, we'll probably post something about the first week of training camp sometime next week, and then we'll kind of do that for every week, you know, if something like big happens or whatever, and we'll just kind of add it into our regular podcast and mm-hmm. all the topics and stuff we, uh, come up with. But yeah, that was, that was basically supposed to be NFC North. It, it sort of went on rabbit trails and stuff, and, uh, we talked about everything Talked a little, talked about a little bit of everything, but yeah. it, it really was a a fun, a fun thing. It 
there was so much to talk about in the NFC North that it turned into a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's Saturday or something. We'll get together and and do our next one. And then we're yeah. this is only our third division, right? I think it is. Yeah. So we we still got five more after this. Yeah, and hopefully we get a time uh, to where we can maybe post, uh, you know. Have enough time to where we can post like two out just so we can get more content out there and stuff. But uh I, I think it'll slow down a lot once once it starts cooling off and stuff and we'll have we'll have a little bit more time. Yeah. Summer's just really busy for me, yeah. me especially. I'm not sure about you as much, but for me especially summer is my busiest time. Well, of I year. like I like to go golfing and stuff, so I got other things I like to do. Maybe not work as much, but Stop, Derek, stop stop yeah. playing like you're good at golf. Stop well, Stop trying to make it sound that way. If people would invite me more. <laughs> okay. You taking yeah. shots at someone out yeah, there? Yeah, there's, there's people that listen to this that don't ever invite me to go golfing with them. So I guess this is the way to get get their attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. It's a long uh, episode. Way we, longer than we thought. Yeah. We were, gonna, we were actually thinking about doing two divisions tonight. And uh, yeah. Didn't happen. It did not, but... Should have started with the other division first, Eric. I, I guess so, but man, we had to talk about NFC North. There was so much stuff, and, and like yeah. we said, it's going to be... The only thing I don't like about training camp, and I was going to say something earlier, is you know there's going to... Some injury is going to come out, and it's I just going to suck, and you're going to feel bad, and it's... But that's part of that's part of See, the football world, and it's... That's why we're having two separate podcasts. Or, not podcasts, two separate... Maybe even three separate power rankings. Yeah. Because, like, that one year, wasn't it that one year when, uh, maybe it was during the season, actually, when that happened, when uh, Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. No, that was, yeah, it was during the season. Okay. But it was but it was in practice, though. Yeah. Like, it was not in a game. But you never know when someone's, like, important to your team's going to get hurt, and yeah. it might change where the rankings is and stuff. But so that's kind of our reasoning behind Having a few different power ranking episodes and such. Yeah, that, that's why we put one out before training camp. Um, that's sort of where what what we feel like before training camp, and then hopefully we'll get one before the actual preseason starts. I think that was the plan, wasn't it? Like, or was it something? We were we were made possibly or, or, gonna do or two. wait till or wait till just after preseason and right before regular yeah. season. That that might be the best thing. We're probably only gonna post two power rankings. We still gotta talk about it some more. We're just kind of going with it as we go and stuff. And yeah, like I said, like any feedback from y'all would help. It helps a bunch because like there are times when we sit uh, on where we do the podcasts for like thirty minutes, just trying to like build up a plan and stuff. Yeah. And, it and, would and we're help. totally like just just so everybody knows, we're totally winging it. Like we have <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. We're just. We're winging it. We're talking football. We're like, yeah. So like tonight, for example, I called up Derek at like six o'clock, asked if we're doing a podcast. He told me to meet him somewhere. We came, never did any. We we, we did very little research. Yeah, for this. we did. We, we did a little research before, like before I did a little. Re- I'm not sure about you, Derek, but I did a little research before I came, uh, just to touch up on the, my division knowledge of this division oh, i know everything about that oh i know you do <laughs> see see i feel like derek talked more than me in this 
this episode I, I for did, sure. But... Because this is his division. Like, we already did my division last time, right? Mm-hmm. We did the AFC South. Yeah. And this is, like, my division, or your division and stuff. So, obviously, That's you know more. Probably why it went longer, because I, I'm I, I'm a long-winded person when I talk, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm an Ixty, so I love to talk. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 can, I can talk for hours about, especially football, you know. Yeah. Um, but, no, this was, uh, you know, with Justin Fields of the Bears, this was something I wanted to talk about for a long time is the Bears. Yeah. and This is, like, the first actual... Like we talked about Justin Fields a little bit, like on the power rankings yeah. one, but other than that, this is like the actual, top like time that we the first time we've actually talked yep. about him. I I was I've been looking forward to talking about this for a long time because I feel like this is a this is a great time to be a Bears fan as far as seeing a, and he may not you know he may be an absolute bust. But there is some serious hype around around this guy. You guys just, should have seen Derek's face when they drafted him. <laughs> I was he he jumped up and down. I was almost in tears. Like that was the one quarterback that I wanted going into the draft, and I was like, "There's no way we're gonna get him. There's no way." I think we had the twenty, twenty or twentieth or twenty first pick, and I figured he's gonna be gone in, in the top ten. I figured mm-hmm. there's no way he's getting out of the top ten, and what do you know? People like Trey Lance and Mac Jones, or not Mac Jones, uh, Zach Wilson better. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But no, this was this was super fun. I uh, really hope you guys enjoy it. And like like we said earlier, we need like, I mean we don't need it. Like if you no. guys don't really want to give us feedback, then you guys go jump in the lake. You but. guys go do what you want. <laughs> we can manage without you. It would just help a bunch if you would, and we yeah. want you to do that. Yeah. It's always fun when we hear back from uh from the people that actually listen yeah. to the podcast. But, but yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll shut it off with that. We've rambled on long We've enough. We've rambled on for about ten minutes about non football talk. Yeah. So So I think this is officially a longest podcast. Well that's good. It's got the bears involved. Um that's a good thing. This is kinda uh the last ten and, minutes of And hopefully rambling, hopefully but... if everything goes right this year. We'll be talking about the Bears a lot. Just saying. Okay. Anyhow, let's end the episode. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, like we said, hope to have another episode out on Saturday. Uh, if it it's at all possible. Uh, maybe two. Maybe two, depending yeah. on what we do. Yeah. I mean, if I go golf, if I don't su- go it's golfing, it's, it's supposed to rain all weekend, Derek. Yeah. So there's a chance there's gonna be no golf this weekend. Well, okay. Well, that's, but yeah. That's a bummer. Go follow us on our socials at BND Sports, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.